Hello, I'm Kim Stewart, and this is It's the People's Radio, a four-part documentary on the experiences of people with a disability in community radio. Community radio was established in the 1970s by the Whitlam government to give a voice to communities that needed help to engage in the political dialogue of the nation. There are now over 450 stations and growing, and more than 20,000 volunteers. Did you know that up to 34% of listeners to community radio in Australia have a disability? When I heard this, I wondered why I wasn't hearing them in the community radio sector, where I've worked for close to 20 years as a producer at 4ZZZ in Brisbane. When I became a social worker and disability advocate, I decided it warranted action. Myself and fellow disability support worker Ben Stimson began the Ability Radio Project, running our first radio groups with people with cognitive differences and making the VoiceAbility series. But it didn't solve the dilemma of how to include more people with disabilities in the community radio sector. I had to ask people who had succeeded, or didn't, how they got involved. In this show you will hear the voices of people with a disability and their supporters talking about what it means to have a voice and how we can best include more people with a disability in community radio. My name is Alex Butters. I'm a record collector. I'm a die-hard radio listener and I hope to one day be a radio announcer. I'm Alicia Wright. My nickname is Friday though. I guess I'm a a self-appointed community advocate for people with disabilities. It's a role that I chose to take on when I found myself living with a disability because I realised how non-inclusive our community actually is. Long before I had a disability, I had community radio experience. Um, As well as doing the whole volunteering as a community radio stuff, um, during the day, a primary school teacher. Helen William, I've lived in Australia for 26 years and I came here sort of by accident. My annual project is uh, I coordinate a broadcast for International Day of People with Disability. I have an IT degree. Uh, I've been blind since birth and my eyes aren't real. (laughs) They aren't real? Nope. It's a good party trick too. (laughs) Get drunk, pull them out. First of all, I mentioned that I'm, I've got cerebral palsy plus I've got low vision. How I really got started, it was a sports day at high school. couldn't do any of the sporting events apart from a shot put. So the headmaster said to me, Darren, would you like to help me out on the announcing desk? Then I did a day's work experience at a community radio station in Adelaide called PBASM, which is where I'm working now. Um, Danny Thomas. Um, mostly like getting into the community and doing a lot of voluntary work and paid work for some organisations I'm with. Well, I like going, I like movies and TV shows. I like to be out with friends and basically working and keeping busy and, and just having a good time. And I'm a board member of CLA, so I'm the, uh, I'm the uh, treasurer. I mean, you're good at maths? A little bit. I wouldn't say I'm good at maths, but yeah. <laughs> Good enough. Uh, yeah. I'm also on the housing group as a uh, treasurer and, and as a board member, so yeah. You have a pet? Yeah. Tell the people who are listening about your pet. I got a, a ring neck budgie mm-hmm. and, 
and her name is my angel princess beautiful girl that's a great name i love that name <laughs> and i made that name up well i suppose i've always been a storyteller i started when i was a wee boy of six was in the primary school class sat down at the back of the class during reading hour took out my favorite book the ugly duckling and then decided that i was going to tell the whole story to the class Jesse is 22 now. He was diagnosed with autism at three. So we stumbled across radio in a very interesting way and been nothing but good for him. G'day, folks. Jesse D'Agostino, Barmer Community Radio 103.7. Ouch! Oh, oh, ah, uh, ow! Oh, my nose! Oh, ouch! Oh, oh, ah! I think. <laughs> It's something about getting hurt is where you need a band-aid for those nasty cuts, I think. If you need a band-aid, this is the next song of a band-aid by the Hooli Doolies going, ooh, ah, ouch, ow. <laughs> but here it is. Ouch. I need a You've just been listening to a few of the diverse range of radio producers with a disability volunteering at community radio stations around Australia. You're listening to It's the People's Radio a four-part documentary on the experiences of people with a disability in community radio. In the voices you've just heard, and in the data analysis of the interviews I conducted for this work, there is a segment of the disability community, those with intellectual disabilities, who experience more difficulty accessing on-air radio opportunities. Next up, we'll hear from Catherine Maitland and Carolyn Savransky, support workers who help people with cognitive differences get on the air by working with them in their communities. Catherine founded Making Airwaves, a radio group at the Wind Gap Foundation, a disability service organisation. Unlike yourself, I'm not a broadcaster. Like I don't have any qualifications in that area whatsoever. So I got a job at Wind Gap and it was working with a group of older people who had an intellectual disability. And one of the people I was supporting, the first couple of times I met him, he said, I want my own radio show. His mum, who'd passed away about 10 years previously, she used to call this radio show very regularly. And when she passed away, he kind of took up her role and would speak very regularly on that radio show. So much so that instead of him calling them, they would actually call him. So I was intrigued by that. And I thought, okay, so he's talking on radio, but he still wants his own radio show. So I listened to it. I listened to, to him actually talking on the show. And I guess given my background, which was popular education and social change, I felt uncomfortable with the relationship between the, the radio show host and the person I was supporting. Within the relationship, I could see there was a, a, what I would call a power differential. The person with the microphone in the studio, and then there was the person I was supporting at the other end of the phone. The radio show host would say, good boy, a very infantilizing language. And he, um, the person I was supporting really had no access to Facebook or any other digital media. Hadn't even got his own radio that he could listen to the radio by himself. And look, I'm not saying he didn't get anything out of it. I think he loved that relationship because it was as close as he could get to his passion, which was radio. So I 
then had a little look around. I thought, well, it's a bit more about just being on radio. It's about learning. It's the learning that's involved. And it's also, and this is where popular education comes in, it's about learning to challenge those assumptions of the world that perhaps, you know, you're not able to do something because you've got that label of intellectual disability. And I looked around, I found a couple of radio stations in Sydney that did offer training courses. The first one I investigated, they said, oh, no, 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 it's, you know, it's pretty mainstream. He'd have to be able to keep up. So I discounted that one. The second one was to SER and they invited us to come in and have a chat. The person who chatted to us that afternoon, Anna Maria Reyes, she's been a broadcaster for many, many years, and she was also the training manager and the volunteer coordinator. So she said, sure, let's do it. And we sort of, yeah, we, we looked around the station and we talked about how it might look. I noticed that she interacted really well with the gentleman I was supporting. Making Airwaves was like that overarching title and obviously that, that has the meaning in it. It was about making waves, it was making a bit of a stir. It was not just a sweet, pretty program for people with intellectual disability to while away their hour. It was about actually, you know, having a voice and really making it heard, making waves. You're listening to It's the People's Radio a four-part documentary on the experiences of people with a disability in community radio. Caroline Severansky and Kate Wadey now run the project out of the Wind Gap Foundation. I talked to the busy Caroline while in transit to a radio group. So what do you think are some of the barriers to people with intellectual disabilities in particular in getting involved in community radio? I'm not even sure where to begin with that. We have faced so many challenges in our radio program and being able to sort of expand out of our small program because of the people who are participating with intellectual disabilities. I think there is a severe lack of support in radio in terms of facilitating people with disabilities and helping them be included. So um, one example was um, Nas Campanella from Triple J and she was telling us how when she came and spoke to some of our participants that she had quite a number of interviews at radio stations and they simply said to her, we, we can't support somebody with a vision impairment. We just, we don't have the facilities. And it wasn't until ABC said that they could take her on board that she was allowed to, she got the opportunity to show her amazing skills. And I think that's the same for all people with varying needs. The fact that they just can't receive the support they need in the studio. Although, I mean, it really is not that difficult to be able to facilitate someone with disabilities. Luckily, Eastside FM has been there from the beginning for us, and so we've never had a problem with where to air our program. But both Kay and myself, the other program coordinator, uh, we don't have any experience in audio engineering um, and minimal experience in audio production. So we have problems um, sort of trying to fulfill both our role as community support workers and radio producers while doing this program. Yeah, so if it wasn't for Eastside FM, we wouldn't have a program because nobody has quite picked up on wanting to play us. Um, we've sort of spread the word and we've tried to make the program as sort of user-friendly, if that's the word, like try to make it as accessible as possible for people to be interested to listen in. Um, but people just haven't really caught on to the idea yet. So 
we have had problem broadcasting it, but our main problem has actually been getting people involved in it. The people who do get involved in the show want to keep coming back and doing it again and again, but people aren't really spreading the word around the community. And that's our biggest barrier because as soon as people with disabilities find out about the program, so many are interested. Yes, yeah, so Kate and I, we kind of flip between being radio producers and being community support workers and we we try to fulfill both but yeah um it is it is about what listeners want because if the listeners are interested there are more people listening and that means more people are listening to what um, people with intellectual disabilities have to say and that's what's really important so we want them to enjoy their time on air to be able to express themselves and to really be heard by the largest audience possible so it's giving them a voice but also being listened to Uh, Yes, yeah, because having a voice, I mean, the best part of having a voice is being listened to. The more people are getting informed and apart from the participants having a good time, it's really about educating the community as well, Um, getting really underrepresented part of the community to express their point of view of the world. And I think they have a really, they have a lot to say. And I think if people sat down and listened, they would be quite blown away with what they have to say. You were just listening to Caroline Safransky, one of the facilitators of the Making Airwaves radio group. You're listening to It's the People's Radio, a four-part documentary on the experiences of people with a disability in community radio. This has been part one. In the next episode, people with a disability in community radio talk about some of the difficulties and solutions they have found to getting access to their stations. Produced by Kim Stewart, that's me as part of my doctoral research at the Queensland University of Technology in Brisbane, Australia. In this documentary, you've heard the voices of people with a disability and their supporters who have volunteered at community radio stations around Australia. Some of them were Helen Gwilliam from 3CR Melbourne, Scott Whelan and Darren Glyn Rowe from PBAFM Adelaide, Alicia Wright, formerly of Harvey Bay Community Radio and ABC Brisbane, Paul Price and Steve Richardson from 4RPH Brisbane, Alex Butters from Making Airwaves at Eastside FM in Sydney, Danny Thomas, Melissa Johnson, Paul O'Day and Michael Cherry from the Ability Radio Project at 4ZZZ in Brisbane. Their supporters included Carol Augustino, mother of Jessie, who has a show on Harvey Community Radio in Western Australia, Jodie Reeve, mother of Connor, and support workers Catherine Maitland, Carolyn Savransky and myself, Kim Stewart. This research was supported by the Queensland University of Technology and Community Radio 4ZZZ in Brisbane. Thanks to all the participants who shared their stories. Thanks also to Ula Sheehan and Nathan Laurent. If you'd like to find out more about the project to include more people with a disability in community radio, go to the website of the Ability Radio Project at abilityradioproject.wordpress.com.